Welcome back to the DCK podcast. This is season five and it's episode 11. Yes, it's episode 11. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. And welcome to DC United in the chat. This is amazing. Hello. Um, pleasure to have you in the chat. Please be around for the entire show. That will be fantastic. Um, so on today's show, we have a few bits of uh, news. There's been not really DC related, but obviously we've got a bit of MLS stuff, uh, World Cup stuff, and personal um, UK team stuff as well. Uh, Going to be looking back against the games against Nashville, uh, which I tuned in live for, and the game against Philadelphia, which I've just recently been watching the highlights and taking some notes. And, you know, a match preview as well for this weekend's game. And I also attended the press conference earlier uh, where Wayne Rooney and Derek Williams were involved as well. Um, so I did, again, took some lovely notes. I didn't actually ask a question this time, but, you know, I did take some notes. So I know for the next press conference, I might just pluck up the courage and ask Wayne Rooney a question next time. So honestly, absolutely love it. Thank you to everyone who's tuning in, Stu, Isaiah, um, Bamet as well. Thank you very, very much. Pleasure to see you all here. Um, good afternoon. Good evening here. It is what, just gone 10 p.m. So, yeah, let's uh, move on to some of the news. Uh, we will do some trivia time as well, but I'm going to do this after the news. So it gives you a little bit extra time to have a little think about it. Um I will not be afraid to ask questions next time. I won't be. I was just like, you know what? I've just got to just take a, little, a couple of notes, see how, how the professionals do it, and I will do it next time. Um, so news-wise, we're going to roll a little theme tune when I can click the right button. your proper, proper news theme tune. So uh, a few bits of news. We're going to go straight into um, the sad news to start off with, which is uh, my UK team, Middlesbrough. Unfortunately, they were knocked out of the championship playoffs after uh, not being able to score in both legs. Um, a little bit frustrating on that one after the heck of a season that we've had where we were in, just above the relegation zone back in November. Then we took on Michael Carrick, um, who you'll probably know. He was a former Manchester United midfielder and England uh, international. He's done brilliant. He's turned so many players around. Chubarak Pum being the main guy who scored 29 goals this season. Just unbelievable. Didn't have a squad number to start off with. Carrick came in, got him going, and that was fantastic. So... Um, then, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just thinking it was so sad, so sad. Chubrak uh, Pom was in floods of tears at the end of the game. That was that really made me choke a little bit seeing that. 
Uh, Zach Stefan, US international, plays for Manchester City. He's been on loan at the Barrett this year. He was just so great with the fans after the game. Um, so go on, go on Facebook. Um, there's a page and group called Everything MFC. They shared a video of what St- um, Zach was doing, and it's very heartwarming. And I hope he comes back next season. Yes, he's had some ups and downs, but generally speaking, he's been very good, along with a few other of our other uh, loanies like Cameron Archer, Aaron Ramsey, both from Villa. They've been fantastic. And I just hope we're able to keep the majority of our players and kick on next season. So, yeah, so there was that. Uh, yesterday, I think it was, new MLS team coming in, uh, 2025, I think it is, uh, San Diego, um, who will either be called San Diego FC or FC San Diego. Hmm. They've gone all out in the naming for this one. They've thought long and hard, but yeah, they're letting people choose on that one. Uh, so we'll end up knowing more later this year what the team name is going to be, what the club colours are going to be. Um, uh, but they're going to obviously be in the Western Conference, so we won't see them for probably a little while. San Diego SC. Hmm. I could see that happening, but um, the CEO did actually come out um, and say it will be either San Diego FC or San Diego or FC San Diego. So it'll be one of those two. Um, and then the other bit of news, uh, the World Cup 2026 uh, logo was announced. Now, it's not going to be soccer club. It will be football club. Honestly, I'm, I'm surprised because you expect it to be soccer club, um, being Major League Soccer and all that, but no, it will be um, football club or football club San Diego. There you go. Uh, yeah, World Cup 2026 logo was announced. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling with this one. I'm not sure how I feel about it. It certainly looks... Um, how can I be nice about this one? It's squished. That's... Um, that's that's the best way I can put it, Stu. The 2026 logo. Strong word. Uh, logo is in the air comes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Strong word. Um, it, I think I mentioned it in the uh, DCUK uh, group, which if you're not a member, please do come and join us. DCNightKingdom.com floor slash membership. Um, and if you're on Twitter, we do have a private chat group, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's... Yeah, it looks like the League's Cup font or what the numbers will be in the League's Cup font just squished down. Um, and then someone stuck the World Cup uh, on top of it and took TM in the bottom corner. So I think there was a few other logos that were being shown around, uh, potentially leaked out, and they look stronger, uh, more colourful. I think this is just a bit... It feels a bit plain, I think. I think that's probably the best way I can describe it, is a bit plain. So, yeah. Um, I think I th- you're right. You're right, Steve. It does look sad. It does need some cookies and hugs and a bit of love. A bit of cookie love. That's what we need. A bit of an adrenaline shot. That's 
That's what we're going to go for. Um, but you might have asked nice. Got myself a new new old shirt as well. Uh, the 1996 uh, replica jersey, which I'm over the moon with. Uh, cost me 70 of my whole English pounds off eBay. I do love a bit of eBay purchasing on that one. It was a really good shout, that one. Happy that I got that. Um, then, I think actually that's it for the news, to be honest. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else. So, uh, you know what? Let's run the thing. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, they are incredibly rare. I've been looking for ones for such a long time, especially in the size that I need it as well, which is XL. Um, I've seen mediums, I've seen large, I've seen smalls, but to get it in an XL, um, love it. I'm absolutely over the moon. The only thing is, it's not thin. It's not like the new shirts. I am hot at the moment and it's not that hot here. It certainly traps the heat and the body heat. So, yeah, um, I don't think I'll be, it will be worn occasionally. To be fair, um, what I, I keep saying this, and I need to get the tape measure out so I can put shirts evenly. But yeah, this this particular shirt will be going up on the wall. Um, so, what I'm going to do, tell me if you like this idea. Uh, uh, U20 World Cup starts tomorrow to be honest I completely forgot about that um, so yeah U20 World Cup starts tomorrow and I believe we've got a couple of players who are in that uh, but yeah I'm going to have the current season shirts up on the wall here um, where they are at the moment yeah, that's DCK19 yeah that's like the podcast and then I'm going to have sort of the older shirts going on I know they'll, those will be on rotation so um <laughs> Also, actually, another bit of news. I probably should just re-roll there, yeah, Cliff. But uh, the Pride shirt uh, was announced as well, which is absolutely awesome. I love the Love Unites uh, Pride shirt. That's awesome. Um, but, Pamela, I think you're going to drop some knowledge in the chat here. Do you know why they changed the 96 logo? No, I don't. I would love to know why they changed the 96 logo. That's going to be interesting. Uh, so, he's looking, he does look right. Eagles looking to look. Well, the eagles look in a different way. So, the eagle on, on this one is looking to that way, uh, which is the same way as what I've got on my logo. But when you look at the actual current badge, it's looking the other way. Some people thought the eagle was too, too Nazi-like. What? Sorry, I went silent there. That's not going to sound good on the audio on the uh, audio version of the podcast. But uh, I can kind. Of... I don't know whether I can bring it. Yeah, without getting the microphone in there. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you might want to tune into the, uh, the actual uh, YouTube clip, but uh, I can kind of get it. It's quite sharp, the eagle. Um, and the current one is a little bit more rounded. So I kind of understand that, but hmm, yeah. 
Ja. Ja. There you go. The couple of things about uh, notifications. Yeah. Uh, Team Android. Definitely Android all the way. Um, Are you talking about... Are you talking about the... No, no. No, I'm not talking... No, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking... I'm using that as a reference point. Um, iPhones, uh, Android settings, uh, you, what you want to do, depending on which Android phone you've got, if you go to certain apps and then hit, click onto YouTube, just check your notification sends in there. If not, um, drop me a message as I, I'll try and help out. That's where, that's my, you, old job that Stu knows about that I used to do day in, day out, check things like that. So hit me up on that. Fun fact, the standard white letters work better than the original lettering of the Capital Planet shirt. There you go. Grab that. Nice fun facts. I love this. This is a great little chat going on right now. Great little chat. Absolutely love it. So Moving on to trivia question time, because I could just keep doing this all night. Um, so this weekend's game is LA Galaxy. So with the trivia questions, it's always related to the game that we've got coming up. Um, so this one relays back to the previous match. And now if you follow me on social media, you're going to get this one straight away. Um, but if you listen a little bit of that, um, what you're going to do is question, which is, who lived in Zlatan's head rent-free back in 2019? Who lived in Zlatan's head rent-free back in 2019? Hit me up in the chat there. Let me know what you think the answer is. If you listen to this after the fact, do drop me a tweet um, or Instagram or however you choose to follow me on socials. Um, So, yeah. Stu, Stu coming in hot there with uh, an answer right away. He follows me on social media. And we will revert back to the question at the end of the show where I will reveal the final answer. Uh, so, yeah, match review time. So we've had two games this past week. We've had Nashville and uh, we've had Philadelphia. And as I mentioned previously, um, I watched the Nashville game, but I didn't actually tune into the Philly one because it's a midweek game and I have work and staying up till 3am on a school night ain't gonna kill it <laughs> I've done it before I've regretted it um, yeah I'm not gonna do that again so national game which I thought uh, we finished 1-1 uh, with two goals in the second half uh, nothing in the first but I thought it was a it was a good performance um, against a team who we've not beaten yet, and we still haven't beaten, which is a huge shame. But you know, we're improving, and I think this is a sign of things to come. Um, we showed really good fight to bring it back um, after we went behind, after that um, sloppy lapse in concentration. Um, I want to say for Nashville's goal, so. They had a shot, um, which went, uh, which was saved, if I remember correctly. Uh, Samake, unfortunately, just kind of just 
stood. Um, I think he was thinking that it's gone out of play. Um, he didn't actually follow track the ball. Uh, Tyler Miller was yelling at him to go and close it down. The ball comes back in. Um, Pinging around. Pines, Miller, no communication. Just what should have happened was Miller should have got that ball. He should have took control. From my, in my perspective, he should have took that and just dived on it and done something. But instead, Pines is going to hack it away. Um, it's ricocheted off their mule and it's gone on the back of the net. Uh, there was claims of handball, which when you see it in, full, in real time, it looks like it's handball, but when you slow down, it is off sort of the ch- chest armpit area, which isn't unfortunately handball. So it counted. Really annoyed, but you know, that's what happens. But yeah, then we made the triple substitution um, and two of those subs combined to bring the goal back. Uh, one of those players was Ted Pietro, the hero, the super, super sub. I thought it was Sardis. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, and yes, commiserations to Millsworth. Thank you for that good boy. Um, I will probably be saying the same to you um, after this weekend's fixtures for Arsenal. Um, so I'll uh, get that in advance. Um, then, yeah, the algo was brilliant. Uh, Fletcher, lovely pass um, over to Ted. Absolutely brilliant. And it was a nice, cool, calm, collective finish. That was fantastic for two players who don't have a huge amount of experience in MLS, who were both very young, to come on, make that change, have that freedom to do that was fantastic. Um, Just spot on. Absolutely spot on. So I'm happy that we were able to bring it back 1-1. My biggest pet peeve in this one was the refereeing. Um, I thought it was poor, to say the least. Um, The refs were... I can't remember. Uh, was it Nima Sagafi who was the referee for this game? Um, 34 fouls in this one. 34. Far too many um, in this. It just, we couldn't get a flow in the game. And this is for both sides. Um, and from a neutral point of view, there was just no flow, no consistency. Well, the only consistency was the amount of free kicks that were being given away. And it just made it a bit haphazard, a bit, <clears throat> and that's my best word I can come up with is. <clears throat> so, yeah, we did the best what we could in this one. We didn't get beat, which we think about how we feel, how we would have felt last year, the year before, we would have expected to get beat. So I think there's a lot of confidence flowing through the team and from the fans as well. Because uh, I was kind of looking forward to this one, thinking we could get a really good result. Um, and I think a draw was absolutely fine. I think I'm, I might have predicted 1-1 on the, on the show. I think what I said, my head says, my head says draw. And I think I said my heart says win. Now for this one. So I'll take it. Um, 
we look at shots on goal, nine to six. Um, it's in favor of Nashville. We have 53% possession, which feels like we're starting to do a lot more now. We used, we had a spell where we weren't having as much ball. Um, when I talk about the Philly game, that will come uh, clearer as well. Uh, then on target wise, there was three shots out of the 15 that were on target overall. One to us, two to Nashville. Expedicals was because of that very low, 0.5 to 0.6. So from that aspect, it was not great at all. Defensively for us, it was really good. Attacking-wise, you could tell there was, I think uh, we were missing Benteke. Taxi went off early, um, which meant Tardo was off for the majority of the game. He, it was difficult for him. I really don't envy the game that this game that he had to come into. It was just, it was difficult. There was quite a few players out injured. So the fact that we were able to come out of this with a 1-1 draw, I think we should be happy about that. It would have been great to get a win, but a 1-1 draw, absolutely take it. Um, Stu Stubbs made the best possible impact. Yeah, 100%. Maybe should have come sooner. Possibly. Um, before their first goal would have been great, but you know, the react it was a reactionary triple substitution. I don't think we would have done a triple sub if it was still nil nil nil. So Rooney absolutely spot on with the substitutions there for me. Uh Cooney was the bright spot, felt we dropped a couple of levels when he was subbed. Um I think you're probably talking about the Philly one on that one, because uh Ted came on in this one. But um when I do talk about the Philly one. Actually, I only call the highlights on this in that game, so I can only go off what I've seen on that. Um, not had a chance to actually watch. Yes, <laughs> there we go. Confirmation. Um, not being able to watch a full ninety minutes. So, so that's it about the Nashville game. Happy? No, don't be sorry. It's fine. Absolutely fine. I'll allow it. It's a uh, it's a Friday. We're all happy on a Friday. The weekend is upon us. We've got soccer to look forward to this weekend. Times are good. Times are good. Um, so yeah, Nashville, happy with the result. Uh, incredible. We're moving on up. So we go on to Philly, uh, which is the rivalry week, which I really despise. Rivalry week, um, especially when it's not against our, our actual rivals. Forced rivals from MLS. And I tweeted out when Rivalry Week was good or being bandied about last weekend that rivalries are born from history and tradition, not from being forced. And I get the New York Rebels and New York City because you've got two cities. And that's another thing that rivalries are born from is geography. And now they've had the years. They've got what? This is the eighth year um, between the two sides. They've had some absolute incredible results between between the two, two uh, between the two clubs. So yeah, absolutely fine. Not a problem that they're rivals. But the DC New York Rebels is a bigger rivalry. There's so much more history between the two teams. So that's the one that should be bandied around, not the Philly Union. Which, yes, there's been plenty of fixtures, but 
It's never been seen as a rivalry. I would say, and uh, feel free to agree or disagree with me on this one. I would say right now, Orlando are more fierce rivals than Philly Union because of the way the Rooney fixtures have gone. Since Rooney came in and that that tackle, the halfway line, the free kick, the last minute goals that we get in, in those games, to me that's a bigger rivalry than Philly Union. That's probably because we don't usually get really good results against Philly Union. So uh, most of Philly fans used to be DC United fans before Philly got their own team. Okay. I kind of understand uh, why that would be. Hmm. Well, there you go. I, I, I love you. I absolutely love it. You're coming in with all this good classic knowledge. Um, I Obviously, I know who, who you are. I, we met when you came up to the when you and your son were over in the UK earlier this year. Um, that was brilliant. Um, I need to get Matt back on the show. Um, he's up for it. We just need to organise the time for it. Sons of Ben were Tiger DC fans. Ah. Okay. There you go. Orlando, uh, Stu coming in saying, Orlando are a bigger rivalry. The matches have more spine and anticipation. Um, good boy. Loving, loves the away days at Orlando. And Philly is a historical rivalry with DC in sports in general. Yes. Um, so I don't, unfortunately, I don't follow any of the other sports, which I really need to um, in DC. I, I keep telling myself, I want to start following NFL. I want to start following the basketball, the ice hockey. I want to really get into that. But it just happened. So I don't know whether I just need to spend a bit of time um, with some hardcore DC sports fans for the other sports and get into it. So we'll see. Maybe he's need to go to see the Commanders. Um, was it the Nats? I think I'm going to do Nats game when I'm out there in September. Uh, I would love to go and see the Wizards. I'd love to go and see that. Um, so we'll see what happens when I'm out in September. Uh, DC has a big arrival in MLS with New York Rebels and LA Galaxy. Yes, Galaxy, which is obviously what we're going to come on to this weekend. That That is the historic, isn't it? That's the history behind, the, behind those teams. And even Columbus, obviously another LG team. So early days of LA Galaxy with Donovan come to RFK with something else. Yeah. Good up. Landon Donovan. And I feel sorry for him and his San Diego loyal team. Having to now compete with the main with oh, can't say the main um, with San Diego FC or whatever they're going to be called, I feel that's that's really poor from MLS. They've just gone straight for the money. Was it five hundred million dollars? I think they've paid to get in. It's just an obscene amount of money. Absolutely obscene. And they've just gone, Donovan, we never did a world after you, but we're not, we, your team's not coming in. So, yeah. Take what you will from that one. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely one of those types of moves by MLS. 100% agreed. Um, so yeah, so a little breakdown of Philly uh, DC. Um, Click uh, Knaus. Um, so I literally just, I was watching watching the highlights and started taking notes. So this is kind of in a chronological-ish order. Uh, that far, half billion, half billion fears why you will not see ProRel in our lifetime, no less. Yeah. Yeah, because no owner is going to want to have be paying that kind of money just to get relegated. No one's going to do that. What it, what it should be is you pay that start in the tier below and then work your way up. But yes, it's not going to not going to happen. It would have to be a completely different league. I would have thought USL would have done it, but. I would, I would I would love to see Pro Ellen in some kind of US sport. I absolutely love it. Because I think it would the, the drama. You've got the playoffs and you've got the drama behind the playoffs. But surely the battle to stay in that league and the battle to get promoted is drama in of itself. You look at what I've just gone through in this last week with Borough and the playoffs to get promoted. That's the kind of drama. I've got the heartache of being knocked out of the playoffs. And you've got what? Obviously, Southampton being relegated. You've got other teams battling it down. Leicester probably going to go down now. But you've got that drama. And Burnley win the league by absolutely. League one playoffs. (laughs) Sheffield Wednesday coming back from 4-0 down to win on penalties. Unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable. So, throwing up about Leeds. Oh, that could be interesting. Oh, if Leeds go down, at least you've got uh, Bowie to play next year. So, that'd be quite cool. Uh, click level of fitness is the best I've seen. Full sprints every three minutes. This might be controversial, but I think you could have helped Leeds stay up. Yeah, and I see that a lot on social media about Click. He absolutely is loved and adored by the Leeds fans, and they're absolutely upset. What DC player was a major player for Sheffield Wednesday? Uh, John Harks, I want to say. I want to say John Harks. Probably with a question there. Uh, Brolel gives another edge at the bottom end. Playoffs are all about the top end, finish last. So, what? There's always next year. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do come in the back on there. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was John Harks. But I'm just going to have to do a quick yield. Google. Yes. Yes. It's got goal of the year. Well, there you go. I thought it was John Harks. I thought it wasn't. I'm glad I was right. Um, anyway, back to the fill again. Uh, so, yeah, Clicking Canals had some good attempts from range. Um, Philly had a goal disallowed in the first half, which was really good defensive work, good offside trap played, um, really high line. Carranza was then offside. Um, Benteke had an attempt um, from just inside the box from the outside of his foot, um, which just went just wide. And that was on a first, first touch attempt as well. So that was really good skill, just a very unfortunate. Kanausa is a as a destroyer in the midfield three. Yeah. Knaus has done awesome this season. I'm really pleased for him. Um, 
and uh, he was mentioned in the press conference as well. Um, it seemed like there was quite a lot of action in the first half from the highlights, and Blake had a great game, uh, making some really key saves. Benteke was really good as well um, in sort of the build-up plays. So, you know, yeah, I think Benteke had a good game in that one from the looks of it. Massive improvement of the losing 13-1. I knew someone was going to mention those results from last year. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to move away from that. Uh, this game didn't have anywhere near as many fouls, which is great, uh, but lots more shots as well. So there was 27 shots in total, as opposed to 15. Uh, in the Nashville game, 16 of those were to Philly, 11 for us, but only five on target. So percentage-wise, not as good. Um, we had three of those on target. XG-wise, 0.6 to 1.5 in our favor. So yeah, so we probably should have won this game. Yeah, Blake made some really good saves. So very difficult. Blake is a quality keeper as well. No doubt about this. Uh, Andre Blake. Yeah. You'd have him in your team. I'd say Tyler is only a spark keeper. Tyler's actually done better than I was expecting. So yeah, Andre Blake, if you offered him, you'd probably take him. Um, so yeah, so for me, another decent result. Uh, another clean sheet. Um, against the side that we typically just don't do that well against, as Pamit quite rightly pointed out there. Last year, we conceded 13 goals. So, and yeah, a great another point, even with all the players out. Um, yeah. Was it Andy, Birnbaum, Taxi, uh, Pedro Santos is out injured at the moment. Mohamed Jose is out um, as well. So, yeah, the fact that we've got some key players out injured or whatever. Yeah, I think we've done really well. So looking forward to this weekend's game against Galaxy. Saturday, May 20th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time kickoff, half past 12, our time. Um, they've got they've got a three months of MLS season pass going on at the moment. So if you've never not signed up for it before, go get it. Why not? Um, free for a month. Might as well. So yeah. Uh, no, Stu, you I cottoned you onto it. See if you get that one. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's nice to be able to watch it, um, watch this game at the weekends. I'll have some beers in the fridge, no doubt, uh, which is just down there. And then, yeah, so this Saturday, head-to-head-wise, we've played 28, 48 times between the two sides. We've won 17, Galaxy have won 20, uh, and there's been 11 draws in our last regular season. Um, I think for me, for this weekend, we, we come into it with a lot of confidence. And I'm just going to revert back to uh, my co- uh, press conference notes here. So, so Wayne Rooney was up first on the press conference for this game. Um, and some of the key points that he made, talked about were about the recent form so Dave Johnson asked them about what's what's changed how have we gotten so much better Um, what's happening so there's been great strides over the last few months 
Um, we were unfortunate not to pick up three points in the last few games, um, which again, I totally agree with. Um, the Cincy game, we could have at least gotten a point out of that one. Really annoyed that we didn't. Um, the Nashville game, I thought we could have got three points out of that one. Uh, the Philly game, from the highlights and from what people have said, we should have got three points in that one. So the fact that we're looking at these and go, yeah, we should have won this one. And we've, yeah, we've come out, come out with two points out of what we should have had was possibly seven is very frustrating. It's nice to be frustrated like that, I think, compared to what we've been previously. And we go, yeah, we deserve to get beat, this, that, and the other. Uh, I actually saw the very first LA Galaxy game back in LA in 96. The crowd was close to 70,000. That would have been amazing. I would have loved to have seen that back in those days. But then I was only eight. So, you know, not old enough, really. Um, still learning some College American football matches, which is mental. <laughs> yeah. I still don't get that. Um, Rooney goes, went on saying about um, everybody's now, well, not that they didn't know, but everybody seems to be comfortable in the roles and everyone knows that. We're defensively solid. Um, so there's a lot of confidence flowing through the team, um, not just from a certain subsection, but everyone is um, in that position. Now, talking about the game this weekend, so we can't afford to be complacent. We need to be at our best levels. Um, he reckons Galaxy are unfortunate not to be higher up the table as well. So, yes, they are currently, what, joint bottom in the West? Let me just double-check that. Because um, I did check it last week, but I've not checked it since the midweek games. Uh, no, they are actually properly bottom at the moment. The bottom of the supporter shield. Um, there's been a lot of off-field um, distractions, which I think might be might well be contributing to this. Um, this is a great opportunity for us to really exploit on that. Um, then asked about uh, the availability of uh, players this weekend. There's no updates. Um, there's no extra players going to be back this weekend. So... Other players are out from last weekend and midweek are going to be out this weekend. But some good news. Uh, so Pedro Santos, Andy Nahar, Steve Birnbaum and Taxi are all due to be back next week. So when we are playing... Oh, who have we got next weekend? Uh, why why, why have we done blank? Toronto, uh, Toronto next weekend. We should have a few players back. So that's good. Happy about that. Then it was Wayne was asked about how Christian San, Christian Fletcher is handling the combination of school life and pro soccer life. Um, seems to be handling very very well. They wanting the best. The club are, hand, um, are dealing with everything very very well. Christian's doing great in training, so that's good to hear. Um, he was then asked about Mahana Jaze as well. Uh, so Mahana's back in USA now. Uh, so he's arrived back, but he's still injured. And obviously there's the, the the suspension that he got from MLS, so they need to deal with that as well. And then um, 
Dave went on to ask him about Ruskanaus and the role that he does and how he's generally um, regarded as maybe as an unsung hero. Um, so Wayne went back on how when he came into um, the head coach role back in last year, Russell had a few niggles, um, which is why he didn't really play so much. But this year, he knew that he was going to be part of the plans, given that key role. And for me, personally, I think Russell's done incredibly well. He was on the show earlier on this year um, after the Toronto game where he was captain and Expert was out. And yeah, it's really good to, um, good to hear that from Wayne himself and good to see Russell doing so well. Uh, following on from Wayne, uh, we had Derek Williams uh, in the conference and Derek was going to talk about how the progress is building through every game. And it's not just from the back five's point of view, but also from the entire team. So everyone's playing well together. Everybody's looking out for each other. Um, that was in regards to the defensive side of things. So everybody's contributing. So he talked about how Click is coming back. You've also got Knaus covering there. But it's not just the back five. Um, so that's good. Um, then talking about um, his how comfortable he is uh, playing the ball, playing out from the back as well. So one of, he sees one of his key things that he plays as is those passes that um, he's able to do. And we saw that against Nashville, um, how cool, calm, composed he is, how he can spot a, a long ball uh, through. We saw that a few times in that game. And then about Tyler Miller. So there was a question about that. And asking, he was asked what it was like to have a goalkeeper who tackles in the midfield area. Now we know what that's like. Um, we had that with Rafa Roma. Um, but Tyler Miller also does the keeping very, very well. So um, they seem to love it. They seem to be very comfortable with the fact that they know a keeper is just there. So when they got teams who are looking to exploit um, the defence with the ball over the top. Miller's there already. Um, so that allows them to press up a little bit. They know they've got that um, comfort blanket. I think it's what it's actually the term. Yeah, I've got that written down, comfort blanket. Um, so they got that. And then he was asked about LA. Because um, obviously, Derek, we got him on trade from LA Galaxy. So he knows that, knows a few of those players from there. So how dangerous they are going forward. Um, we need to keep, be keeping uh, Chicharito quiet. Um, but the key to beating Galaxy is the transition. Um, they seem to be quite weak on that. So that's where we're going to be looking to beat them. Um, their confidence is high uh, within the team as well, About especially from the performances from the last few games. But it just feels like we need to be a lot more ruthless, um, which is definitely 100%. We need to be scoring goals. The fact that we've only scored one goal in the last, well, we've only scored two goals in the last three games, that definitely needs to improve. Um, yeah, going back to Chicharito, um, that's his big focus, um, how he does two to three minutes before going to where he wants to in the box. So he needs to be on his toes um, and keep alive with that. And that was about it um, from the press conference. Really pleased um, that I was able to get the time to actually go on to that today. Um, 
I'm going to be making making an effort to get on some more. And then, like I said, um, I saw when the TC United admin was in the uh, chat there. Um, I should get to uh, start asking some questions as well. Um, it was nice just to get an eye on it, see what types of questions are being asked because I want to ask the right kind of questions. So yeah, I'm very happy about that. Um, so I see there's been a few comments in the chat there. Uh, USA 94 was my first real World Cup and the whole tournament was a big reason I got into NASL history and MLS at the beginning. Really excited for 2026 and what that's going to do for exposure. And that's what we see about World Cups is what kind of legacy that's going to leave um, in each country. Uh, seven games in 94, including the USA versus Switzerland game in Detroit. The only game ever played indoors. Okay. Fair. Um, USA... CRG, why am I going to blank on that one? Uh, being the only odd uh, Indoor makes absolute sense. Can't think of another. <laughs> Goalkeeper midfield, George Campos. Uh, Jose Chilever. Oh, yes. Chilever. Now, there's a throwback. Uh, loved, loved him. He was brilliant. Uh, Miller's been a good surprise. I wasn't holding the high ups, but he's impressed so far. Uh, good evening, Andy. Uh, nice to see you up there. And big up to the DCU admin. Yeah, still can't believe that. That's awesome. What a great way to start the show. Um, cool. So moving back to the game. So we are unbeaten in the last five home matches against LA Galaxy. La- LA's last win in DC came back in 2010. So it's been a while. Granted, we don't... Um, have a huge amount of games against them because of the uh, conference, the fact that they're in the, in the West and we're in the East. So there's few and far between. It's been four years since we last played them in DC. Um, DC have only lost uh, one in our last six matches, uh, six MLS matches, I should say, not overall, um, which was against FC Cincinnati. And so far in this last six MLS matches, we've gained as many points as we did in the previous 20. So that just shows you how much we've turned around. We've seen, we've turned a corner um, and we just need to keep moving forward, moving on it. Uh, ben Teki has led or co-led um, attempts at goal for us um, in seven of the 12 matches so far this season. That shows you how much of a key player he is and how much he's actually worth that DP level of money. So, and that's actually something that I did see, didn't look into too much detail because, again, I've been quite busy this week. Um, so, but there was the salaries were announced and we were in the top five in terms of uh, salary spend. So, interesting, we're actually spending money, which you need to spend, I think, keep doing that, keep spending the money, keep getting up there. But I think we, we just need to see sort of like the big transfer fees. I think that's what we, we need to get excited about. And other than that, Galaxy, I've now gone five road games in a row without scoring, and they've not won at all on the road so far this year. So, you know, they're not doing very well at all. As mentioned, that they're bottom of the league in both East and West in the overall support shield standings. It's just mad. Five-time MLS Cup champions and they're currently bottom. Yeah. 
a bit mad, really. So, in terms of their actual squad, they've got three DPs and Chicharito, as we've been mentioned, especially in that press conference, one of their key players, Douglas Costa. I still find that mad. Douglas Costa, I remember signing him uh, from Gremio um, on Football Manager back in the day, him and Lucas Lever. Um, that was mad. And the fact that now he's playing in MLS, I think it's brilliant. Uh, Ricky Puig as well, who came from Barca. Might be wrong. I'm sure it was Barca. That's a great signing. Not seem to have done too well. Um, well, I say great signing. On paper, it should be a great signing, but you know, yeah. they've got three players from in their under 22 initiative: uh, Julian Aude, Caligari, and Dejan Jovalich. I like Jovalich. I think he's a great, uh, great forward. I've signed him on Football Manager before. Um, seems to do very well. And he seems to be a good player. He had a pretty good season last year as well. And scored plenty of goals. So definitely another player that we need to be keeping an eye out. Good in the air. Is, um, and he's strong. Um, so yes, we need to keep an eye on that. Um, but prediction-wise for this weekend, I think we, we need to really be going for this, for a big win uh, for this one. Um, I think another clean sheet is on the cards as well. We're not really conceding a huge amount of goals. Touch wood. Um, <laughs> we'll probably just jinx us now. Sorry if that's the case. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to get a win. We're back at Audi Fields. It looks like it's going to be a strong attendance as well this weekend. Um, the Chico stand is sold out. So that's good. I hope uh, everyone who's listening is going to be, they've got the ticket for the game. It's there from from the kickoff rather than having it throughout the game. Um, I would love to see a big attendance right from the get-go. Um, so yeah, I reckon it's going to be like 3 or 4-0 this weekend. I really do. I think we're just going to absolutely dominate this one. If If we don't, we're really going to be disappointed. We need to be a big win this weekend. Um, if we look at the league table, so we're currently in eighth place at the moment on 16 points. Uh, we are two points behind fifth uh, in Columbus. Now, granted, we've got we've played one extra game, um, but two points behind Charlotte, who are on the same amount of games as us. So we could potentially move up a place or two, depending on how results go. Uh, who Charlotte got this weekend? Charlotte's... I don't know. They've got Nashville this weekend. So yeah, we could potentially move up a, a place or two. So hopefully we can do that. Um, Montreal have dropped back down again after they got beats uh, midweek as well. So we're back above them. But the East is so tight. The East is very competitive this year. Um, I absolutely love it. Uh, when you look at the West, you've got Seattle on 23 points. Uh, and then you've got LA Galaxy on nine points down at the bottom. You look at, which is actually a 14-point gap. And that's actually the same in the East as well. So you've got Cincinnati on 27 and so on, so on 13. So there's the, like, the gap is the same. But there's a lot more points um, in these. So, yeah. 
looking forward to this weekend. Really happy that we've got this game. Uh, MLS season pass. And yeah, I think it's going to be a big one. Uh, just go back through the chat. Uh, yes, uh, Puig was a pass of kids, high potential, but never made the grades. The midfield, Bohan. Um, should be watched closely. Could be a danger, 100%. I love the uh, Bohan res- reference there. Big. Uh, it was a big fish in a small pond. Same thing as Baran with uh, when he played at Stoke City. Um, one of the bright spots along with Jovalich, uh playing with the Galaxy has been excellent. It's the players around him that have been poor. Okay, fair. Fair enough. Uh, guys have not been assembled very well. We should win it. Uh, getting Bradley at Toronto vibes. Yeah. I, I really do think we're going to get a big, big win. So 3 4 nil is what I'm going to go for. Uh, let me know what you think is the score. Uh, Stu's going for 2 1. 2 1. Okay. Fair. I'll prefer my result. Um, when you have to rely on Jalen Neal, a 19 year old, to carry the defense, you have trouble. Yeah. So what? They, they, got, uh, they got Martin Castro. Uh, I think I pronounced that wrong. But yeah, Martin Castro is the Uruguayan. Um, that threw me when I was looking at the squad. I was like, ah, recognize him. Not a DP though, um, but he was been serving suspension recently as well. Uh, so yeah, let's move on to some fan questions. So this uh, this week, oh, Pamit coming in there with a two nil. Yeah, another clean sheet there for, from Pamit. So yeah, nice to see wins across the board here. Happy about that. Uh, final question, so Stu, uh, I know you're in the chat, chatting away, uh, but you did send in a question and you were asking, what's your favourite thing about this season so far? Uh, squad building, play development, play, special moment on the pitch, attitudes. Um, favourite thing for me has been the togetherness um, of the team and the attitude that we give throughout a full 90 minutes so the reason why I say that um, so you look at uh, when Jacob Green scored his goal everyone was celebrating and I mean literally everyone not just the players but the coaching staff the physios everyone was there and generally I don't you see the players getting there. You see when certain players go, everyone goes in there. But not like how this was. This was just pure joy. The bench players were there. Um, it was just fantastic. And then you look at when defensive plays um, happen and you see players giving each other a pat on the back. Um, it's just nice. Everyone's for playing for each other. <laughs> it's... <laughs> If you don't know that reference, go see the in between us. Um, the UK version, not the American version. Um, and then what was the sense? Yeah, this sort of togetherness. And then that whole never say die attitude. So you look at obviously the Toronto game is the biggest and best example of that. The fact that we were able to win it in the 98th minute. That was fantastic. But you look at the times where we brought back the draw against Nashville. Um, you look at even the Cincinnati game, yes, we got beaten that one, but the fact that we were still going for a goal in added time, it just, 
it's great to see the passion, the desire, the whole, the whole nine yards. I love it. And I'm here all day for that. I don't care. Well, I do care, obviously. I do care if we get beat. But if we go down with a fight, that's what we want. Not just to say, we're 2-0 down and the game's over. No, it's never over. Um, so, yes, yeah, so the fact that we were able, we can do that. That's awesome. Um, after the steady improvement since the start of the season, it's been good to see the players being brought on complement each other. Yeah, absolutely great point. Reaction to Green's goal was amazing. Yes, feels like a whole squad of people, not paychecks. That's what you see in some teams is you'll get the DPs coming in and they're there for the paycheck. And then that's it. But even with Benteke, with Taxi, with Click, they're all there for each other. They, they might well be the, the DPs, but they play like everybody's on the same level. They, they play like they're getting paid the same amount as Jacob Green. Things like that. Everyone's together. Nobody's, you get paid more, so you're this, that, and the other. No one's on a pedestal. Everyone is the same. And that's what is great about about it and that I feel that a lot of that down is down to Wayne. You look at what he did with Derby County and how everyone was together and how how he treated everyone and that everyone was on the same the same thing. Absolutely brilliant. O'Brien has been a great ad. hundred percent agree. Um I know he's in some areas uh, some funds again a little bit stick but yes he has the odd bike game. Who doesn't? Nobody has 100% great games. But yeah, I the last few games that I've seen, O'Brien has been brilliant. He's been... That, he, he is a proper box-to-box midfielder and you see him going back, you see him going forward, you see him playing the passes, you see him having attempts at goal. Yeah, love it. Um, gave up the times last year. This year is totally different. Yeah. It's uh, last year and some of the year before, it was difficult to watch and stay up for the games and keep going. But I still obviously still kept going, but it was difficult. This year, so far, I've gone, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. Really looking forward to it. And it's like this weekend, I'm really looking forward to this game. So it's awesome. Consider what really must have been paid compared to some of his teammates of the year. He must have had a big impact on the on we're in this together attitude. Yeah. He's got that gravitas as well. He's got, he's got the respect of everyone because of what he's done and his playing career and actually what he did with his playing career towards the end with DC. Uh, how he helped everyone. There's, I think it was clips of him when he was going to the youth teams as well where he's there spending time with the kids and things like that. It's just, when you look at his background, he's a council estate kid. And so he knows what it's like to have that upbringing and he knows what it takes and the dedication it takes to make a thing of himself. So what a person to have around in the locker room. Brilliant. Um, So yeah, so those are my two favorite things. Uh, A special moment on the pitch is that Ted's uh, goal or the Jacob Green goal. Um, 
but yeah, the play, I think it's that tech goal. I think that was just just something else. The the fact that it was so late in the game, the fact that it was a winner, the fact that it was 98th minute, and it was so late, so early in the morning. I think it just felt so brilliant. I just went absolutely mental. It's great. Loved it. Um, so yeah, so we've got that. Uh, so thank you, Stu, for that question. That was really good. Um, good good contributions. And then the front six have been tremendous and kept pressure off the back line. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to have Taxi back, Taxi and Benteke. Oh, the overheads. How did I forget about that one? That was something else. I think I drooled over that one and I went, talked a lot about it on the pod that particular the way it happened as well the fact that the ball was going away from him and he was able to get it back yeah the technique on that that was proper Ben Tackers um, so yeah good question Stu uh, Keenan um, on Instagram I sent the question and said which players have impressed or surprised you the most so far this season impressive um ooh. Everyone's actually been impressive. And I think that's actually probably the most surprising thing is that everyone has been pulling that way. And that's awesome. Uh, Tyler Miller, surprisingly good. Uh, Bam Bam has had his moments so far this year, but he's also, since we've gone to the uh, a back five, he's been brilliant. So back four, we weren't, it's, the start of the season was a little bit, eh, but since he got to the back five, he's looked much, much better. Uh, Paulson, he's been solid, especially since moving to the centre-back role. Done very well. Um, Pines has been probably one of the most improved players so far this year uh, compared to last year. Um, last year was a difficult year for Pines. So far this year, he's done very well. He's had a couple, again, he's had a couple of moments. Well, I'm not Ignoring that, but generally speaking, he's been very good. Um, Derek Williams, in the few games that we've seen so far, I've been impressed by him. Um, JZ has been decent. Uh, Ruan, up and down, but when he's going forward, I love his pace. Absolutely brilliant. Um, Midfield-wise, Naha, um, we've not seen enough, enough of him this year. We know how good of a player he is, but he's been out injured quite a lot. Um, we need to really wrap him up in cotton wool. Um, Jacob Green's been great um, when he's been able to make an impact um, when he's played. Then O'Brien's been brilliant since we brought him in in that short time. I hope we are able to keep him to the end of the year. Really hope so. Because uh, if he goes, he's going to be a big miss. Um, so yeah we need to do all we can to keep him um, Knaus I could see that uh, in the comments there Knaus has been unexpectedly good uh, raised his game a level or two DC sleeper cell when you need him ta-da um, yeah Knaus I've genuinely been so happy to uh, see how good he's been because he's been with the club a little while now and I think he's just getting better with age um, Cudi Pietro yes Uh He's like, at the stage of his career right now, if he's making the impact like uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did um, at Man United as a super sub, that's how that's how it feels like at the moment. You know, he comes on and he will make a difference. 
that's what we need from him right now. Um, Click. Majority of the time he's been good, um, which is what I would expect from him, uh, being a DP. Uh, Taxi being good since he's come back. Um, and Taxi's a, a really good year so far. Uh, it was, we got, that I might have missed. Um, feel free to shout some names up and at me in the chat. Uh, Fletcher, being good. Uh, O'Brien, I did mention him. Um, he's been very, very good. Box to box wise, superb. I really wish, like, uh, I hope we keep him. I really hope we keep him. Um, here we go. Akinbone, not seen too much of him this year, but I like him as a player. I think he's brilliant. Hopkins, I don't think we need, we've seen enough of him to really make a, a huge judgment for this year so far. Uh, Assad, hmm. Yeah, yeah. Super summer, no Ronnie, Rossi, Ronnie Ross and Tar reference. Nah. The one that stuck in my head is uh, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Uh, then, you know, Bono is obviously only played in the Open Cup. Durkin, since uh, the times that he's played further forward, he's looked better. Um, that's what I think. When he plays by the forward rather than more defensive role, Durkin comes out. And he did that against uh, Nashville when he had that effort off the bar. So frustrated that didn't go in. Uh, Dahomey's new. Um, not, can't really say too much. Uh, who else we got in the list there that I might miss? Ravel Morrison. Yeah. Um, that said the better. Frost don't get ready again. There's a good chance we keep up Brian. Yeah. I hope for that sake, we probably stay up. Uh, Roberto's obviously been out injured. Rodriguez is out off of the year. Samake's played a couple of times. He's looked. Yeah. Um, I just, he's definitely not an MLS regular player. He needs to improve quite a lot. Um, there's bits of his game that look decently. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of improvement needs to be made if he wants to be a regular. Um, but he wears the classic, just all black boots. And I'm there for that. I'm there for that. Uh, Pedro Santos. He started off well. Yeah, Ravel is still on the roster. Yeah. Um, Pedro Santos had a good start and then dipped uh, had a, a decent game, and I think he would, then he went out injured. Uh, Pines uh, has been so good. I've been a critic for this. He's slow and not a good defender, but he's slotting well in the fight. I don't think he's slow, slow to react, but he's actually got a hell of a pace on him for a, such a big guy. Um, because he's got, yeah, that's everyone. Um, so yeah, and that is. That was the last question. So, move to the trivia time, um, which was who lived in Zlatan's head rent free back in 2019? As came up with an answer, and I believe there was another answer in the chat as well. Um, just if I can scroll up, there we go. Let's go back to right to 
that area. So Stu said Quincy. Uh, I thought it was Zardes. But the player that lived rent-free in Zlatan's head back in 2019, Stu was correct. It was Quincy Ameriqua. Um, loved that. Um, he was on the podcast the day after. Um, he was my first ever player interview. Um, back in the day, back in 2019, the first year I started doing the pod, we did it over Skype. Um, absolutely brilliant. Um, I was super nervous, but he was actually made, made me feel a bit more relaxed. Uh, we had a good chat. Uh, we talked about that whole situation. Um, and oh, let me see if I can actually bring the clip up. So give me two moments and we will actually have the clip that I got from Quincy back in 2019. The interview, here we go. So I'm just going to play the clip. Because there was a bit of a height difference. Let's put it that way. You seem to uh, put, him, put him in your back pocket a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's bigger physically, but I'm bigger mentally. So it balanced yeah. out. Yeah. So that was a... Uh, that was an interesting uh, time. That one. Uh, there was no video, uh, no video podcast back in back in those days. Um, but yeah, that was awesome to have him on, and just for him just to come up. Yeah, well, you know, he's bigger, but I'm better. In the, in the, and then there was the whole um, rent free stuff. That was just, oh, that was awesome. Those that, that was a good day. That was a good interview. Very happy. So, so yeah, that's it for today's show. Uh, a little bit longer than. Uh, what we've been doing recently we're an hour and ten in so thank you for everyone tuning in thank you to obviously DC United admin coming in the chat right at the get go and interacting um, with everyone there thank you to everyone in the chat Harish Stu Parmit Isaiah Guna Boy thank you all for tuning in live it makes this so much makes it worth it um, so yeah that's it for this week. Uh, let's go and get three points this weekend. I will be doing my Instagram live, so I'll try and get to do a pre-game chat. Um, but I'll be there certainly for a half-time and full-time chat as well. So make sure you tune in for that. And yeah, I will see you all next week, hopefully with a question that I've answered on the, in the press conference. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, d one last reminder, um, our request, I should say, please, if you listen to, if you've got this on Apple Podcast or if you've got access to Apple Podcast, please do leave a review um, just so we can get, well, one, up the rankings, because that's always great, but two, means that we can get the club to a wide audience and generate some new fans for the club, because that's what, that's what this whole thing is about, is bringing the club to a wider audience so we can get more fans and get extra people involved uh, wherever you are in the world, whether it's in the USA, whether it's in Europe, whether it's in South America, Africa, Asia, Australia, Asia, wherever. Let's, let's get people involved because uh, this is a great club, great community. And 
I feel humbled to be able to come and do this. So thank you. Um, and as always, subscribe, like, like the episode, do all that jazz. I know you do. Um, so yeah, until next time, Vamos United. Tell them talk to Callum for the quote. All record, all record. I still want the act, not the ghost.